0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 276 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn vengeance in the
1: business, Sam Matora. Greg actually made it to the movie theater.
0: I cannot believe it. (laughs) Like, there's photographic evidence that I stood and sat in a movie. I am pissed. I am pissed. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. They weren't recliners. They were just really comfy seats. I'm really pissed that I had to sit upright for a three-hour movie. Like, I stayed awake the whole oh, time. Oh, wow. But no, <laughs> no recliner. Huh? No recline at the regal. I'll tell you that much. That's I, a shame. I paid, no uh? I paid $21 for that ticket. Woo. So uh, I was hoping That's for a herpes. little more. They, they redid the theater. It looks great, but I don't watch the movie from the fucking concourse, so it doesn't do me much good. <laughs> um, but I did see it in IMAX, so excited to talk about that. Tonight, we got our picks of the week. We got trivia eight and a half for me, seven for Sam. Before we go into the movie section where Sam alluded to it, I got to the movie theater. I saw the Batman. Put, put your spoiler hats on, ladies and gentlemen, because we're doing our spoiler cast Sam gave his impressions last week spoiler free so if you want to listen to those go listen to episode 275 but tonight is gonna to be both of us it's been a long time since we've done a spoiler cast for a movie we saw in theaters it's been since 2000 what 19 so it's <laughs> sonic <laughs> uh, yeah yeah right um, and so we're gonna do that we're gonna do our spoiler cast for the Batman we're gonna do our top three favorite things from the batman characters plot lines scenes whatever uh pieces of metal with four wheels just whatever lines anything anything so we got that thumb drive uh we have that and
1: and then again i'm i'm still gonna give my nitpicks i i think that's only fair we'll do we'll do the
0: tv section later where we got more impressions this will be spoiler free for the second one and i thought i was gonna be alone but i have a companion on the journey uh and sam he saw halo too uh yes, so we have our spoiler-free impressions of the halo anybody who went to catholic school knows what i just sang uh
1: <laughs> that's why i just laughed on like, well, no only a few will get that one What is the last time you heard that song god over, years. over a decade at yeah. least at are. least 10 years
0: and in tv as well we have christopher lloyd news in 2022 in television which i'm excited God about. bless him. uh something nova related for marvel we have some cw show updates uh before sam will take it over in gaming where we have reviews for kirby and the forgotten land out now tiny tina's Wonderlands out now i have my impressions of the mario kart 8 dl um, deluxe dlc first wave of tracks i played all eight tracks multiple times so i'm excited to talk about those uh we have a new game from a very popular franchise we have a couple actually um playstation made another acquisition a delay that has been long rumored that we actually reported on a couple months ago has now been made official and the nfl is going virtual all before Sam brings us home with a weekly WADA. So let's not waste Never. any more time. Let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week.
1: My pick of the week this week is I finally stopped slacking and saw Titan Season 3, finally. I, I, I It was on the back burner. still. Like I know the flash is back. Everything's coming back. I'm already getting overloaded again. But again, I think this was hands down their best season. Season 3, they actually found their footing. To kind of juggle all these characters and actually give them a deserving plot point for you know for each character to actually tell this one no surprise they started off with the red hood and you know first time we've ever seen him live action and i i thought he did really well i i, I don't know i feel like the the voice actor I, I feel like the guy like it's not like rugged enough like it's like he's like too soft of a speaker like i like he talks like i'm not that threatened <laughs> you know what i mean like he, he's the, he, he don't threaten me but I don't know, but the Red Hood, he was cool. Brennan Brennan Thwaites, he's still he's badass as Nightwing. Um, there's actually a major death of one of the heroes. Um, I ain't gonna, you know, you could probably guess which one it is, but I don't I don't want to spoil too much. But I think that was after I think it was episode three. So you're kind of like Shaka, oh shit! And then after that, this one kind of follows like uh, Jonathan Crane, which is Scarecrow. And he's kind of working with Red Hood and they're trying to take down Titans, you know, Gotham, you know, your normal stuff. Um, I still say I do not like uh, Ian Glenn as Bruce Wayne. I, I That is just bad casting. He was good in Game of Thrones, but he just does not deliver as Bruce Wayne that they, they missed their mark. Um, it did get signed for season four. It's going to be back on HBO Max. And I, I want more of it. I love Nightwing. I love this world. <clears throat> they're exploring different characters we've never seen before. You know Hawk Dove superboy you know Beast boy he he was actually way more prominent than he's ever been in season one and two so if you gave it a chance trust me season three Titans found their footing
0: my pick of the week is so Halo's out on Paramount plus so um, I have a free month of Paramount plus to because I have an Xbox and they did a mm. nice little promotion so I was looking around Paramount plus and do you know what just hit Paramount plus? Probably the funniest movie I've seen since the pandemic started. Jackass forever.
1: Mm, yep. Well, it was what two two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mine.
0: Uh, what yours? Uh, a little maybe. I think it was while it was in theater. So within about a month, I think you and Kelly went on a date night or something to see it. I can't remember. Oh, yeah.
1: e- exactly one month, five yeah. weeks, five podcasts ago. Yep.
0: There you go. Episode two seventy one. And I gotta say, I am on board. Um. It okay. was so absolutely hilariously funny. So, uh, hilarious. Before, Go ahead.
1: Before you, even get started, was I right when the, for the one guy, what a day for my balls. <laughs> it was like, dude, holy shit. Yeah. Uh,
0: you gotta, you gotta not be able to mind full frontal nudity for this one. There's a lot of it, including like, as soon as the movie starts. And so it was. <laughs> But <laughs> yo, Pontius is out of his mind, and I love it. He really is, and the whole gang just kills it in this one. I, I love it so. From Knoxville, I mean, they're all like older and frail. Uh, I think you know they they have a bunch of new people, Jasper and the other uh, large guy. I think Ralph or something. I can't remember his name. So they brought in a whole new crew of younger guys and girls to be able to kind of fill the shoes of preston lacy and we man who still are very prevalent and do a lot of stunts in it but they're all in their 50s now or at least damn close to it so you know they start off with like the human ramp i thought that was just so genius how that hadn't been done before and you bring in somebody like machine gun kelly or eric andre and they you know they're in on the action a little bit machine gun kelly has a race with steve-o so like there's some fun cameos they don't go over the top too much what I think I like the most is the pacing. It never spent too much time on one stunt. It never, yeah. it never let a bad stunt, if there even was any, like go too long. I just thought it was paced extremely well.
1: Yeah, and a cameo. You Tony Hawk, like like he always does. He always has that cameo. That guy, Zach Holmes, he was the big guy that always did the bike stunts, went off ramps. Yeah, and 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 I'm just looking like shit. They already made over seventy eight million dollars uh, worldwide on a ten million budget, so. Good friend, they still got the juice. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say, I,
0: um, I, I actually thought the part that was the slowest was that opening part with the monster attack, and so, <laughs> and that, but that's okay. Jackass always likes to do their big yeah. giant stunts for like the opening, <laughs> and that, of-
1: like for whatever reason, it just fit. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it was hilarious. If you haven't seen it yet, it's available uh, on Paramount Plus streaming, which tells me it's probably available to like download or buy or rent digitally. I'm not sure though, uh, but if you can afford to get there or if you get your paramount plus free or used st- for some reason are paying for it, um, if you got your free trial, cause halo's out or whatever, check out jackass forever. It's really funny. The funniest movie I've definitely seen this year. And one of the funniest I've seen since the pandemic began. It was exactly what I needed at the exact time I needed. So
1: put it on the list.
0: Definitely recommend it. (laughs) Sam, it is 8.5 for me, 7 for you in our race to 11 win by two. I'm going to hit you with a question. What you got? A Jackass question. In season one, episode one, who does the first ever stunt in Jackass?
1: Who does the very first, like.
0: Who's the first person to do something?
1: I Do I guess.
0: And by the way, it is not there's a trick. So it is not a trick question.
1: It there's is a like, main, dude, like, is a main so cast
0: member. I'm not going to trick you on this one.
1: First, Jackass. I, I kind of. Uh, God damn it. I want to hear the names. you want... Know, uh, let's go, Knoxville. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. It, it was him or Bam. It was him or Bam.
0: Bam was on the list. It was Bam, yeah. Dunn, Knoxville, or Steve. And, oh.
1: he, and I thought it done to us. It wouldn't be Steve O, but Ryan Dunn, could it? All right. Let's see. I, I definitely needed that, but you're still in the lead. So let's see if you can hold increase it. Who first replaced Batman when he was paralyzed by Bane? Who took over the role as Batman? Why do I feel like I know this? Like,
0: I think like that's such an obvious answer.
1: It's definitely well known. I'll say that.
0: I mean, like, Robin is like the, the obvious one, but I don't feel like you would have asked that question. I don't know. Give me the
1: answers. All right. You have... A Nightwing, B Azrael, C Tim Drake, or D Superman. I'm gonna give it a D.
0: What the? Who the hell's Azrael? I've never heard of that
1: person. Jean Paul Valley.
0: Jean Paul Valley.
1: Yeah, like Jean, like uh, like G A E N. Yeah, like J E N. Jean Paul. Okay. Yep. Exactly.
0: Um. Night Nightwing Jean Paul regime and whatever whatever he said his name was. <laughs> And then who? Tim Drake. Tim Drake? Okay. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> who, who, who was a Robin, yeah. Yeah, all
0: right. I I think it's funny to go with Israel. Or no, wait, that's not how I say it. What was it again? Asriel. Az- Azri- Azrael?
1: Azri- Azrael.
0: Azrael. Let's go with Azrael.
1: That is correct. Sean <laughs> Paul Valley is the I, correct I feel
0: like you never would have put it on there as a random, because why would
1: you? It hadn't like, been the like, right answer. And that's why I threw Superman on there. I was like, I need the wild card, because, like, I just I'm just watching an episode of Superman the animated series and they they switch roles like he he took over and I just I was like yeah forget it. let's throw it in there. That's funny. We've hit the 12 minute
0: mark and we are about to do it. Ladies and germs, we have our spoiler cast for the Batman. Sam.
1: First we need your impressions. What did you just saw? Your <laughs> I'm first. trying to I...
0: skate around this. I don't no, want no, to no. get my
1: impressions yet. No no you you can't skate around it because number 1 you I, I haven't seen it in like, what, two weeks now? So it's like, I, I feel like I'm slack. I didn't I didn't see it a second time. You're fresh. What did you think of the
0: Batman? I saw it Sunday morning at 11 a.m. It is now Thursday at 818. And mm-hmm. this is the first time I'm thinking about the movie since I saw it. That's I, I, I think that's got to be what my impressions are, is that it was a fine film. I don't hate it at all. I have no major complaints at all. It just didn't stick with me uh, really? and I wanted it to and I wanted it to and I I also do not believe that this was a victim of the hype train. I don't think it was overhyped because I perf- purposely stayed away from all that yeah. um, and you did a very good job last week of avoiding spoilers. Um, so like it's not like I had anything at all ruined for me. So I went into it with a very relatively clean slate and I Definitely think it felt its length. I definitely do. I don't think it was boring, is not the word unnecessary. I don't know if I think that's the word. I think. I love the first act. Everything that lets you know, by the way, again, spoilers, we'll put time codes in the episode description. If you want to skip the spoiler talk, so you don't get spoiled Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Yeah. This is a movie that if you get it spoiled for you, that's unfortunate. You should go in as blind as a bat. Um, Mm. So I love the first like half hour. or So where they're setting up the Riddler character with the murders, when he stands in that shadow in the house, like that, Got me good. That was very well done. Very maniacal. But then they go away to more of the crime boss thing. And once they're in the Falcone stuff, and once they're in, you know, outside of Cobblepot, the penguin was just spectacular. He was superb. But after all that, I was like, "Uh, this is just another thing I've seen before. I don't care about it. And I'm here for the, the maniacal villains, not John Turturro playing John Turturro. So... I was a little sucked out of that. And then once John character characters killed off and you're like, all right, finally, they're going to go back to Riddler because that is the main thing that I'm here for. It was fine. I mean, he's only in it for like two more minutes and he gets caught at a coffee shop for no reason. And it's like, okay, they did that thing. I loved, 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 loved the carpet piece with the seven things. And I love that the, you know, one of my big complaints said i have no major complaints this isn't really like a major one. it rains the entire movie it rains every night in gotham i love the rain i'm a race it's,
1: it's a dirty it's like seattle it's a dirty place to live <laughs> it, and it's I'm like fucking, sorry seattle and it's like
0: uh i the rain's my favorite thing in the world and it was too much for me but i think it was raining that much to establish that the city needs seawalls in the first place i mean obviously it's supposed to be okay. new york which has a coastline in it and there's water all surrounding new york Anyway, you know, again
1: it takes place on halloween so it's, you know the time of the year's right for it to you know be raining yeah. and shit
0: yeah so like i i was with it it rained a little too much for me but like that whole thing with the water and the the explosions that was cool yeah as soon as they got into the politician place and the water broke through and batman fucking some reason falls into the water and then just starts walking with a flare I thought it was really boring,
1: and I was see kind of like done. that was the moment again where he he takes out the the battering from his shot he i I love the shot when he cuts it and then he gets like that quick like electric and then he falls. I love that shot, but like again, I thought that moment was kind of him like evolving as Batman, yeah, you
0: know, I don't disagree, and i like how do I say this?
1: But I, I I feel you like it, it's it's a long movie. I so, can't agree, it's two it's, it's hours and
0: fifty minutes. And to me, like you said, you didn't feel it, and I think that's because of your personal connection to the character. And if I and, and,
1: and, and that's and I can't argue like that. That's me being biased of me wanting a detective-driven noir Batman. Like it's. We've never gotten a Batman film like this before. Yeah, never.
0: And so I feel like the folks that love the Batman, this might have clicked a little bit better for them. Yeah. Because I just don't have that attachment to the character. Same thing. If like I play a new Pokemon game, I'm like, "Yo, these new Pokemon are awesome. I love them." Meanwhile, you're like, "They're, they're pretty bad. Like that's a piece of trash, and that's an
1: ice yeah. cream cone." Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> word it like that, but yeah, I get exactly, and and that's true. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan. If a Marvel guy comes over here. This, this, you know, if you're if like if you're a big Marvel, you're loving all the Marvel movies. This, and you're not a huge Batman fan. This movie may not be for you. I just also
0: think there's so much Batman, and so like not too much. There's just so much, and you almost have to separate every other Batman from every other Batman. So like you can't have Affleck in your mind, you can't have Bale in your mind, you can't have Keaton in your mind. You have to go into this with Pattinson, who was good. I think do you know how you had that issue with Thumb.
1: that's that's one of my complaints you know do you know what mine
0: mine was in a similar piece of the movie my biggest complaint of the whole movie is robert pattinson specifically as batman he does everything so fucking slow he walks slow he talks he mumbles he talks slow and he picks up a giant blackberry And he goes to eat it and it takes like four seconds for him to get it to his mouth to
1: chew. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't I don't I'm I can not remember the part. <laughs> it's it's
0: it's the small little nitpick like you with thumb drive like how it just yeah. stuck out to you for some reason. Yeah, no, this, I get
1: it. We we all have we all have our things that that jump out to us. This stuck out to me cuz I was
0: already like he's so slow in this movie like speed it the fuck up and then he just picks a blackberry up out of a cup and it takes legitimately 3 or 4 <laughs> seconds for him to slowly bring it to his mouth. He opens it agape and starts to chew <laughs> yeah. and I- and I'm like, why was this necessary in this part of I, the I actually film? can't
1: wait to rewatch it. Like, look for this moment, just, and it's right
0: towards the, it's right around the thumb drive part. It's in the first like third of the movie, Perfect. and I'm like, I was like, guys, he he's like twenty something. Like, he's not frail. He doesn't need to move this slowly. Yeah. And So I agree. I agree.
1: That was some
0: of the part that like took me out of it. it. Was just like a lot of it. There was just slow movement, and then all of a sudden. You know, you have something like that car chase scene or, you know, Selena Kyle or something like that, that really sped it up and made the movie feel really good. And at parts, I really enjoyed myself. I think Batman, you know, I don't want to like dive into my top three just yet. Uh, we will kind of do that pretty soon. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of holding back to, so I
1: kind of want to wait for these moments, but if it happens, I'll say it. Like, yeah, okay. you, uh, you know, you I, I, it. I
0: I want to finish off my overall thoughts before I dive into my top three, but like, like, okay, would you would you think of Dano,
1: Paul Dano? Let, really- let
0: me let me get this one sentence out, and then I'll, I'll okay. go into the Dano thing. Um, there there were parts of this movie where I enjoyed Batman being flawed. He was very flawed at parts, like he put the squirrel suit on and he flew into a building by accident. Like there are like little things that. Like he grazed.
1: Like he's learning.
0: He's it's you could tell he's in year two and they make that very clear. This is the I'm at the end of my second year. And I thought that was very, very good that he wasn't this perfect superhero. I like that. But he solved every fucking thing at record speed and had an answer to everything so quickly without any thinking. There was never any thinking. He never got a thing wrong where he's like. It might it might be this, and then he figures out the right answer. Everything he said when it came to him being a sleuth was like the right answer right away. To the point where it got towards the end, and when joke or when Riddler gave him his final riddle, I think it was the Justice one. I was like, "This is hilarious!" Like he knew he just knew it all, and then he like all of a sudden he knew what this tool was that he could go fucking. No,
1: no, that's the he didn't know what the tool was. I mean.
0: But he got, like, the riddle to get there in record time for somebody who's not a Capenda. How do you, like, I don't know. It was just, he's just, I think they did a little bit too much picking and choosing when he was vulnerable and when he was not. I, I liked it, as you'll hear in a few minutes when we get into our top three. Yeah. But I thought he was just a little too good at solving mysteries. Yeah. That's all.
1: The, I mean, I, I would. You're, you're definitely not wrong. Of course, he was good with riddles. But the only thing I'd say with that tool, it's like, well, he was... um uh, a billionaire, like, what would he know anything to do about a carpenter tool? Like, how would he, you know, like that to me, that's why he didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? But like, hey, but I, other than that, like, I agree every everything else. he, But he is Batman. You know, he's the greatest detective. But
0: That's where I think you you let it slide is because he's Batman. If This is if this was a normal police officer or like a buddy cop movie that was not in the Batman universe. OK, I'd have a bigger problem with it. That's why I yeah. don't really have any major complaints. It's not a major complaint of mine. It was just something that made me laugh there were a couple of things that separated me from reality a little bit and a couple of things that I found a little too convenient, but nothing to where I would really complain too much. Yeah. This wasn't a movie where I'm scratching and clawing to see it again. When it comes out on HBO Max, I'll give Ashley the, the choice. If she wants to watch it, I'm more than happy to watch it again. I think a second watch will do me good.
1: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm really looking because to me the second watch is the best, and I think it's coming like April like April seventeenth.
0: I think. Yeah, so I like, so, I'm,
1: I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah,
0: we're not far away, and and so and I want to sit on it for a little longer uh, before I give it a second watch. So I think April seventeenth when that hits HBO Max, you know, I'll, I'll see if Ash wants to watch it, and we'll dive in. If not, I'll watch it on my own. But I'm not scratching and clawing. I didn't leave the theater with a single thought. I drove home. And I I had a 20 minute drive or more. So I went to a theater pretty far from my house. So I was like, I I didn't really think about it. I waited till that night to watch, you know, emergency awesome and screen crush and new rock stars and heavy spoilers, which I did. I dove into all that content and because I wasn't in a giant rush. And so while I, I enjoyed a lot of it, it just wasn't a movie that's going to stick with me long term. So I can't say I loved it um with that to answer your question dano was fine um albeit really tough to understand it's like every fucking batman villain for the last decade is just so hard to understand when they talk um i thought his intro was so good and as the movie went on i think he actually got weaker um as a villain i thought he started off great and then you're saying did i what did i say
1: that's I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just making sure you were talking. About yeah, that. yeah. I'm still talking yeah. about that. Okay. I, I yeah. thought
0: he was really good in the first half of the movie. Like,
1: and then, but you did you get what I was like? I felt like there was moments where he just went like a, a little too far. I thought, like, just a, a little, you know, Joker esh or just a little bit all off, you know, you know, overperforming. If that's a, you know, probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong.
0: I. Uh, he's not in it enough for me to yeah. to like. Yeah. He's really not. The whole second, the whole middle of the movie isn't about him anymore. They just like like literally forget about him so they can focus on Penguin and Falcone. And it's like, Yeah. What the fuck happened? And then all of a sudden, he's the one who shoots him. Bring him into the light. That's it. That's the one that got me. When Batman just knew that when he was laying under a street light and he looked up, he's like, that's what he means. Bring the rat into the light. And it's like, how do you piece that together? Yeah. How do you how do you just happen to how did Dano know that he was gonna get taken out? Of that door at that time when it was dark out, what happens if the streetlight was busted? What happens if it wasn't dark out? What happens if he goes out a different door and there is no light? What happens then? It was just a little too convenient. That's when I laughed. Thank you for the reminder, self. I didn't care for that at all. But then when Dano shoots him, when the Riddler shoots him and kills him, I think that's where I was like, I'm out. Because... Once he gets arrested, it becomes like the Joker where you have all of the people that are dressed up like him going to do his bidding for him. And that's the real villain at the end is Batman stopping a bunch of lookalikes and nobodies. And it's like, what? what where's the big payoff? And they put him in jail just so or Arkham just so we could get a scene with him and the Joker, which thank God they didn't do the deleted five minute scene. I like the scene, but it would have made the movie more about the Joker than the Riddler at that point. So I'm. Um, I don't know a little too contrived for me at that point yes uh, Dano was okay
1: I'm I'm still in the stance where we didn't need Joker in the film at all i I, I would I agree by the way the five minute scene that Matt Reeves released like it, it I I enjoyed it I like that better than the scene that was in the movie to be honest I, I I wish they switched but honestly I wish we didn't get the Joker at all I I you leave it alone because even he said that he wasn't gonna dive into the Joker we got free Joker since he let Joker breathe batman's got plenty of villains to choose from you know you, you just threw us you know a couple in this movie like that's fine you don't need to you know throw everything in one movie like let it breathe a little bit
0: yeah and the cameo i thought was actually going to end the movie but they still went on for 10 minutes
1: yeah i was like was man if they would have Lord ended, of the rings yeah
0: if they would have ended at the cameo with their conversation then credits and then leave the other shit for the post-credit scenes i thought that would have probably been even better Or just, like, all throughout the credits have them play in, like, little chunks. That way you can just keep people entertained and then you do your big question mark at the end. But I agree that the cameo at the end was unnecessary. I feel like this movie has enough power, oomph behind it, um, staying power. And quite frankly, Matt Reeves building this universe up so much that a year from now, out of nowhere, that five-minute clip could have been dropped. And that would have been the ultimate tease to the sequel. And it would have gotten reignited people hyped, and all this other stuff. And it would have been just as effective as being in the movie. And I'm talking about the five-minute scene, the deleted scene that was released today, not even just their two-minute conversation. You could put the whole seven-minute chunk in there. That's fine. Yeah. You did that as a tease on a standalone thing. Dude, you put that as a trailer in front of like Shazam or Black Adam or another DC huge movie like The Flash. If that's a trailer for that, oh, my
1: God. People I are like- going to freak out. I just I I don't know, personally I need just some time away from the Joker like you know we they're still working on the Joker two over Joaquin Phoenix like I I just want a little bit of a break that's all like I his laugh I it improved I definitely like his laugh better than than what was shown yeah
0: well you know? I'll be true I'll be fair too his his look is better already than Leto and I I was yeah, a little yeah. his,
1: his look remind me of this artist like Liberato. The way like he kind of draws the joke, or like I like all did, his you see scars. somebody
0: somebody on Twitter like transposed and like photoshopped when they show his top half and his bottom half Yeah, and they I saw, it together. I saw. Did You see that? Yeah, he, and dude, he looks
1: wild. It was like it was like twisted metal esque, like you know, like yeah. you know, had that, that that skull face. Yeah,
0: it was <laughs> wild. Um, and my last thought before we dive into our top three, you know what? I'll save it because it's my number two. If I say it now, it'll give it away. So overall fine movie to me good solid six out of
1: ten a, a little a little a little dislike here for me is uh, you know I, I he wasn't bruce wayne much but i don't know if i just wasn't digging the hairstyle he just wasn't bruce wayne he was just so addicted to batman that he didn't even give a shit about bruce wayne so i, I guess maybe that's why i i shouldn't give too much a shit about bruce wayne in this one like i should at least give him the chance for the sequel you know like i, I it, yeah. it's tough to get like compare this film to how like Bale was with You know, his Bruce Wayne, like his Bruce Wayne, obviously, was, I don't know, to me, like like much more like Bruce Wayne than this one was. But again, he was more developed than kind of what we've seen here. Um, And of course, Jaquino killed the music, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like seriously phenomenal. It was one of the things that I think kept me moving.
0: And I sat here thinking like, how many times are they going to say Ave Maria? But then it comes back. At the end, which was a nice callback yeah. when Dano starts singing it, and they had their Nirvana song a couple times in there, acoustic. It yeah. was nice. It was nice. I liked it a lot. Um, so now that you've had a week to sit on it, anything else that stuck out to you,
1: both positive or air of opportunity? I mean, I I think I said um a couple. Th- I I did like the chemistry between um Bat and the Cat, uh Pat Robertson and Zoe Kravitz. I thought they had good chemistry. There's definitely something there. Well, then it was good in the Riddler. I think you said, it, like, the Riddler started off great. And then they just kind of, you know, like, he kind of came like a, a part B or part C. Like, they just kind of, like, drifted him and then just they threw him in the back in. burner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I I like Jeffrey Wright. Um, he, he, was a, he was a decent Jim Gordon. He's nowhere he was on the level of Gary Oldman. But he was decent. John Torero, he's a great character actor. Um. Alfred, we only got a little bit of him. I, I thought Andy Circus did pretty good, but we we just didn't get too much of him. Colin Farrell was fantastic. I, wait a minute, I, wait a minute. Is Turturro really a good character actor, or
0: does he just play the same guy every movie, but he's just really good?
1: But we, but we just like him, and we're like, man. <laughs> he's, he's just good. really good at playing the one. But, but he's as, like Michael Cera. He but,
0: just plays the same character. But, but
1: as I read and know who Carmine Falcone is, like, yeah. he just – that he he's, he's that like New Yorker like that Gotham crime boss like it, it makes sense like it's believable like rather than when I'm rewatching Batman vs Superman and I see Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor it's not fucking believable.
0: Shout out to this movie for finally making me realize that it's Falcone, not Falcone. Forever I was saying Falcone, so that, I
1: mean, shit, I could be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> no, it's Falcone. It's Falcone. Okay, they okay.
0: they actually say it in the movie a bunch of times. So cool. Um, yeah, the again, I don't want to give away. Let's
1: let's jump into the top three. Hit me. me, with your number three. All right.
0: So my top three, again, these are top three, like favorite things in the movie. And I've already kind of alluded to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've actually said that I have enjoyed it. And so my number three is Batman's vulnerability. And I separate that from him being a perfect detective and knowing all the answers. I mean, vulnerability from a like, They did a really good job letting us know by word and by action that this is a young, developing Batman. He's not the Batman that we know uh, from even like Kilmer, who is clearly an older Batman. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a young Batman, his first motion picture. Uh, I I thought it was good to see a Batman who is okay to fail at certain things um, Mm. and not be perfect.
1: I like that. That's a solid number three. My number three is actually Batman when he's when you were introduced when he's slowly walking out of the shadows and how long it took to actually see him come out of the shadows. I thought that I just loved how bro, that was shot.
0: Bro, we never we never bro, saw that before. Bro, that was my number three till I deleted it and put vulnerability.
1: I I, I swear I, to you. I I believe I, shit. Shit. that's it, crazy. It's it to me. It was one of the best scenes. Like again, like we always put key moment scenes. Like this was one that's st- I remember when he first came out. I was like, I got like the chills. Like how he came out of the shadows. I was like, that's kind of how. Like in my head, I think, you know, him coming out of the shadows. Like that was it. They nailed it. I I, I thought it was beautifully shot.
0: That's wild. That that I did. I was like, nah. I don't think that I'm gonna put that as my three. But like. So I changed it, but like, holy shit. Ah,
1: I love that. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah,
0: I loved it. I absolutely loved it because they kept showing dark alleys and he didn't come out. And then they finally show this one. So like he had to pick and basically he had to pick and choose which criminal he was going to stop. And he chose the gang of the kids in the paint. And like there was the guy robbing the store who stops and looks at the alley and gets all scared in the rain. But again, I thought it was just very well done. My number two. My hat goes off to you, Colin Farrell. Mm. My hat goes off to you, you brilliant fucking man. If he wasn't the best character in the movie, I don't know who was. He nailed the accent. He nailed the look. He nailed the—I guess you want to call it a waddle with a little bit of a limp. He nailed mm-hmm. the 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 arc. He nailed when Fal like he when Falcone was still alive at the very end when he gets shot. He basically established, "Not nah, I am the captain now." I just I loved I loved his character. I loved when he looks into the rearview mirror during my number one, and, and like oh, shit. like it was amazing. And I'll yeah. tell you, he looked like a fat Joe Pesci, and I loved it. He he looked just like Joe Pesci if Joe Pesci got into an accident with a blender. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, Colin yeah. Farrell, unrecognizable. He was
1: brilliant. We might get to him later. I cannot disagree with you there. But my number two was basically Gotham City. The way Gotham looked and feel like the scene that you were describing when, bam, the bat light went up, Cam- you know, the cameras looked around, it's going the shadows in the alleyways. All you just see is shadow darkness, shadow darkness. And you see all the criminals looking around, the fear of just knowing that they'll, the, the symbol that's just a warning and he's out there somewhere in the shadows that they always looked and feared to me. That's how he was one of the criminals. Like you know Batman's out there and how they were looking in the shadow in the darkness. I thought they captured that and it gave me the chills and I loved it.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Um my number one is the car chase scene. Um thought it was fantastic. It, it's Go my ahead. number one. Yeah. It was the best scene. Uh, <sighs>
1: I can remember. I love that your number two is Penguin and three is the car chase.
0: <laughs> he was so good. He was so good. And that, that's a shout out to Batman. That's a shout out to the Batmobile. I love that. It just had that like the back of its coat totally exposed. It's nothing flashy about it. It just looks like a, a rock solid car made out of fucking steel yeah. um, and just – you know, the other cars to get in the way and how they do that. And like nothing about it is too unbelievable. It's a pretty grounded car chase scene, but obviously at the end when the flip happens and then you get the camera perspective upside down as Batman's walking towards him and he looks like he's hanging like a bat was brilliant. I just thought the whole car chase scene made the price of admission worth it.
1: And I said it the first time around, they made the Batmobile like a monster. The way it sounded sitting in IMAX, you were like, you were scared of this damn thing. And he he gunned the shit out of freaking chasing after the penguin. And the way he was shot, the way they mounted the cameras onto the Batmobile, onto Colin Farrell's car, the way everything was practical. There was no special effects. Everything what you saw was real. They did it. You're getting Colin Farrell's reaction or, or someone's reactions coming through when, when the car's slamming him in the back. That was vicious. It, it was, like, Again, if you want to say grounded, I mean, he shot off a thing like some gone in 60 second shit, but I, I'm all for that. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to say no to that, but that, that scene, like you said, price of admission, I cannot wait to see it on HBO max again when it comes out in mid April.
0: Uh, so my last note on the movie, and then I'll throw it over to you or we can move on uh, with the pod is I think that even though I was lukewarm on the movie, like I just liked it. I think I actually would have liked it less if I didn't see it in IMAX, IMAX really, really helped this one. Like it made yeah. every punch, the car chase scene, like you felt it. That audio was humming, dude. I felt yeah. like the speakers were going to blow out. So it did a really nice job. The IMAX experience for this movie was, was a very positive one
1: for me. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say right now at the box office, it made over 609 million worldwide. So I mean, again, it doesn't have to be a billion dollars like, you know, that's not the the standard for every movie to be successful with an 185 200 billion dollar budget. Right now, I would say they're already in the profit.
0: It's a smash hit. If you more than double your budget, that's a smash hit. And it's good to see. And I love that, you know, while a billion is a nice number, we are still in a world where not everybody is ready to go to theaters. While you have a 40-day or 45-day plan for HBO Max, some people are just going to flat-out wait. Spider-Man is a different animal. It it does attract more family-friendly. They do market more towards family. This is not a family-friendly film. The Batman is not for the kids. It's violent. It's gritty. It's dark. There's bad language at points. Like... This is not something I would take my like six year old nephew to.
1: Yeah, this ain't the. It's not like you're going to see Batman and Robin. You're not taking. You you don't want to take the little kid to this one. I would take them.
0: I would take them to see No Way Home. I wouldn't take them to see this. That's that's where I'll end on that. So if it makes a billion like the Joker did pre pandemic, I'd say that's a just mega smash, overwhelming success. But even now. You know we're getting tons now. This is the universe. This is the Batman we're going to get moving forward in theaters. Yeah. At least two more times. At least. All right. Let's move on. Spoilers over, everybody. So we went, what, 20? Not bad. 22 minutes, I'd say. So a little over 20 minutes. I can't even remember. I don't even know the math. 26 minutes? I think we did 26 minutes. Whatever. Um, Very exciting. Thank you so much. If you skipped, welcome back. We appreciate you. Let's get on with the rest of the show. No spoilers here. Ben Stiller may be cast as the main character, Jack, in the Shining reboot. Can you imagine Jack Nicholson going to Ben Stiller?
1: I I mean, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, obviously, you don't think Ben Stiller that, you know, the shot that he could do it. But, you know, he he is a pretty decent actor. Like, he hasn't just paid the goofball, you know. You know Goodman in, in dodgeball or something like that, but you know I, it'd be different. But I, I think he could do something with it. He's played a murderer before. Yeah, he has. Early like years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I was making a small joke. He he plays a set of twins and Cable Guy that kill their parents. They're like on TV only. It's but it's Ben Still. It? Oh yeah. shit! Like I can't remember what the kid's name is, but like Jim Carrey. It's like watching it. There's like a trial. Matthew. Matthew Broderick, he falls asleep to it, and that's when Jim Carrey shows up with his fucking green eyes that have scared me for that 30 years. That freaks you out, yeah, 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 yeah. that got me fucked up for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays like murdering twins in that movie. He plays both of them. It's weird. Um, But yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I haven't seen Ben Stiller in, in something in a long time, so it's it'll be cool to see him back if this goes through. I
1: mean, he was good in Night of the Museum 3.
0: <sighs> Moving into TV. Uh <laughs> So, yes, yeah, Sam and I, I, I thought I was going to be alone here. But Sam told me this morning, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch Halo before the pod tonight. So, OK, fantastic. And he did. So um, I watched it, too. I woke up at five in the morning to watch it on Paramount Plus. It was available at three, but I wasn't waking up that early. This isn't Mando season one. And so I, I took it all in. And it's definitely a thing. Let's talk about it, Sam. What did you think? Of I Halo? mean, first.
1: Hey again, I'm coming from a guy who's never played the game. I don't know the backstory. I basically know the bad guys are this, good guys are this. Um I for the first part, only guy I know is the guy who plays Master Chief, Pablo Schreiber. He was in a couple things. Um I know I know the big boo boo that I hear that he never takes his helmet off in the game. Which is
0: out so, a lie. So
1: oh, okay, he that, takes his helmet
0: right? off no less than four times.
1: Okay, so, you know, again, so, I mean, spoiler alert, first episode, he takes off his helmet. But again, I, I picture him taking off, moving on the role like Mandalorian. Like, you he, you see him on the helmet most of the time, a few times he'll take off the helmet. I feel like his role is probably going to be the same. Um, action was a little bit better than I thought. Definitely a little bit better than sci-fi standards than I thought. Uh, first thing you said to me was, way more blood than I thought. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't expecting, you know, limbs to be going flying. That was a, that was definitely a, a nice surprise there. Yeah, but headshots too. Like there was a lot of blood. There was a lot and of people blood. getting stabbed in half. Like it, it was, it was definitely. Um, you know, the aliens are covenant, however you want to call these guys. I thought they looked they looked pretty good. You know, you could definitely tell they definitely dumped some money into this because I remember even hearing uh, Pablo in a couple of interviews saying everything on. You know, it's like 50, 60 pounds. You're supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be the suit that enhances you. You're, it's like you're kind of slow mobile. You could tell they used a couple effects to kind of speed him up. I was going to say
0: you could tell that yeah. there was some work yeah. done there. He was not at full speed. Like when he runs, and he like would jump at the covenant, especially in the beginning where there was. Oh some, my god!
1: It's all it's all it looked, that it, is all CGI. I
0: wrote I wrote the CGI looked like Sam Raimi Spider Man. Like it was not great. Yeah,
1: yeah. and not that's what I was going to say. It was like, every time you see an action scene or him punching, moving, all that's enhanced. He could never do that without special effects. Sorry, I thought you were going to go longer. I'm chewing. Oh, no, <laughs> I was chewing I, ice. I, like, oh, no. And sometimes, I, I swear, I feel like you've been going in and out sometimes. So I was like, oh, maybe he's just going in and out. He'll pop back in in a second. I
0: was, I, every time I do it, I'm chewing ice because I have a massive headache. So I'm just trying to ah, get some liquid in my in my body because I'm stupid and dehydrated. But yeah, um, I don't want to give away spoilers, but uh, I thought the first 20 minutes was really, really good. I thought it was the clear, the clear high mark. But for the folks that have a problem with the helmet thing, if they do it sparingly and not every episode and yeah. or for as long as they did here, I'm fine with it because there, there are plenty of times. Just go watch a trailer. He's like for Halo Infinite, like the new game. He t- His helmet is in his hands. Like he takes <laughs> off something. You just don't ever see his face. That's what they're saying is like he we don't know what Master Chief technically looks like in the games and that's where people have a problem now he looks like pablo shriver so it's like i get it (laughs) um i thought the first 20 minutes was great i just actually don't like pablo shriver in the role and everybody all these folks who and remember i was an original xbox person before playstation i still love and own xbox i love it but i am not going to sit here and just because i like xbox clout the show more than it needs to have clout I don't like him as Master Chief at all. I think his voice is garbage as Master Chief. I think they didn't even try. And I'm not going to sit here and say it needs to be Steve Downs because it's not the guy from the games. I have a problem with it. No, Chris Pratt is about to play Mario. I'll get over it. That's fine. But you better hope you do. But he didn't even try to sound like Master Chief. Like this sounds like more Master Chief more. This is Steve Downs the voice of master chief. Like where's like the rasp almost there because like Steve Downs is fucking, uh, I, uh, I almost well, like, I mean, you, you would
1: say just from his interview that they didn't look at the game. So if they don't look at the game, they have no idea what the fuck he sounds like. Uh, I
0: gotta, I gotta do something here. Really, really, really quick. Let me see if it's up here. Yeah, here we go. Ready? I bet you it starts with this. This is Steve Downs, the voice of master chief Sierra One One Seven and you're listening to Pod. That's the guy who plays master chief. Yeah. So like that, it ain't even close. He did his master chief voice there. So it's not yeah, even and, close in the
1: show. And, and, and just to add this, I see this Schreiber has never played Halo until he was cast in the role. Yeah. Give me a fucking break.
0: Like don't ever <laughs> admit that. Don't ever admit that. Now I don't need my actors. I don't need uh, uh, Pedro Pasco to go play the last of us to understand the role of Joel, but it don't hurt. And so I'm not going to like, doc points on that it's just something that probably better left unknown yeah uh it was it was fine i actually thought you said that the first 20 minutes was predictable and i wanted to text you back so bad but i knew you weren't done yet the whole thing was predictable
1: yeah the like, whole episode w- once i seen her the one kid dies like oh shit i was like oh, okay she's gonna be the only one that stay away
0: stay away stay away from spoilers i already
1: did stay it's spoilers too late sorry guys stay it's away spoilers. From spoilers. It's the first episode. you'll be fine but again, it was okay. It had its moments where I watched the whole 57 minutes, however long it was. I watched it all, and I said, you know what? I'll be back for episode two. Episode yeah. one was probably like a six out of ten.
0: That's where I'm at is like a six out of ten. Very anchored by the first 20 minutes.
1: And I think that's holding, it's holding that six is that first 20 minutes. It that gives, battle. It like gives that. me
0: hope for the future battles. It gives me hope for the future action scenes that they can hold up to that. I'm not asking for every one of them to be that, but I thought that that was good. What yeah, I hope right. it doesn't do is stray more into the last forty minutes because I thought the last forty minutes was pretty boring, was pretty meh, was you know uh, telling a very predictable sci-fi story. You, if you've been a fan of sci-fi before, I saw this movie before. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not going to do anything to like yeah. revolutionize the sci-fi genre by any means yeah. or the storytelling overall. This is not being made by an au pair. This is one hundred percent schlocky b grade with some a effects at times sci-fi show that you're gonna watch because it has the word halo in it and i and you know it's already been resigned for a season two so it's not like it's going away um just be prepared for things for you to be able to predict the whole episode the whole thing um i hope that they don't continue that train i hope they give us something to hang on it's very stereotypical you know bad guys are bad and good guys are good, but also can be bad. And then there's a third bad guy that is also bad, but childhood, like what happened to him? So (laughs) it's fine. Um, It's not something that I, again, is sticking with me. It's not something I'm like, oh, next Thursday, get here. Like when I watched yellow jackets or peacemaker or something like that, I'm like, yo, this week needs to fly by this one. All right. When I wake up on Thursday, if I got time, I'll check. It'll be there. It'll be there. That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, Anything else you want to add to Halo? It was watchable. That's what I'll say.
1: That's it. Give it a chance. Whether you're a diehard game or you've never seen it, just watch the first 58 minutes. That's it.
0: That's actually a good point. I will end with this then. It does. It's easy to follow for fans that are not. I'm sorry. For people that are not fans of the game, it is a watchable show for you. You do not have to be a Halo fan. You just know that aliens bad men in armor. Good. Like you just gotta yeah. know that. And so that was good to know that like it's easily to, it's easy to follow. I thought they were gonna make it as confusing as the game story. No, the story is easy to follow, which is also a positive. And you won't have the issue that I have with Master Chief's voice or Pablo Shriver if you've never yep. seen the game, because you have no attachment to Master Chief. Okay. So from that aspect too a positive if you've never played the game. It sounds like if you haven't played the game, this show is probably Honestly, more for you.
1: Seriously, I'm like, damn, you're right. I have no attachment. Dive in. You yeah. should, if you're a PlayStation fan, this show's for you.
0: For real. If, if you just like sci-fi, this show is for you. If, like you said, if, even if you're not a gamer. So leave it at that. Solid six out of 10. You know, see you next week type deal. Don't be shocked if we don't talk about the show again. Probably not a show. We're going to do our halftime impressions and then big spoiler cast at the end. Um, it may come up in places if something like massively yeah, maybe, cool maybe happens. Maybe at the
1: end. You never know. Just a touch base. Just, hey, see how it ended. It's, it's still, a, it's bro, still a game. Bro,
0: when it ends, Stranger Things and Ozark are going to be here and Better Call Saul is going to be out. We ain't talking about this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> We're just not. I'd rather do a weekly Better Call Thank Saul. Thank God it's recap. over. For real. So, all right, let's move on. Christopher Lloyd, the man who can go 88.3 miles an hour or whatever the speed is, has joined the cast. Of The Mandalorian Season 3.
1: 83 years of age. Christopher Lloyd. I mean hey. He was just in that other movie with our boy. Nobody. So he he was pumping shotguns then. So it only makes sense that he's going to have a lightsaber or something. Holy shit. I forgot about that.
0: I forgot (laughs) he was a Nobody. And he got ass in that movie.
1: Episode 3, he was pumping the shotguns. I was like, oh yo, this God. guy's 83.
0: I can't believe that. I totally forgot. Yeah, I don't know. He might just be like a Timothy he, He's a legend. Come on. But like his role, probably on the smaller end, probably like no, Oliphant. It, it, He'll it, it, be in his, an episode or two. And that's do you know his out.
1: very first film role? Man, what a credit. Uh, Star Wars Episode 4. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd? I don't know. He's probably way before that. What's up? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. nest.
0: Wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah, ain't that, that interesting? Kinda. A Nova project is in the works at Marvel, but it's unknown at this time if it's going to be a movie or a TV series. However, early rumblings have indicated it will be a TV series on Disney Plus.
1: As long as it's the Richard Rider version of Nova, I'm fine with. It. I mean, I could have sworn they were already working on a Nova project anyway. So I feel well, like I they think that's
0: been- because like, aren't they going to be a part of Guardians Three?
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: So that might be where you're thinking. I don't know.
1: Well, I I just could have sworn, I mean, even the Guardians won. they they, they announced the Nova Corp was there, so it only made sense like Richard Ryder somewhere. Or, it only made sense that eventually we were going to see a Nova movie and or show.
0: Yeah, it's just it's probably another 6 episode thing. Yeah. You know, they're doing I, all and I'm it. here for that. I'll yeah. ta-
1: I'd rather take that than a movie. I'll watch that from the comfort of my own home. There you go. The
0: Flash, Riverdale, and Superman and Lois have all been renewed by the CW.
1: I mean, that's, that's season nine for Flash. I feel like they've been bland for at least the last four or five seasons. Um, the only one I could say is that it, I have really heard great things for Superman season two. I didn't start that one yet, but I really love season one. And I'm I'm going to dive in for season two to, to hopefully be interested in season three. You'll be happy to know that I dive in. I've
0: dove in. I've dove in. I've divin in. I've dived in. I'm still in. dived in. <laughs> Uh, to Daredevil.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, you'll be Charlie happy. to Cox know. Oxygen Man. Yeah,
0: you'll be happy to know. <clears throat> M- uh, Misha Collins. Speaking of, um, oh man, he was just CW. In, yeah. Speaking of stuff on the CW, Misha Collins has been cast as Harvey Dent for the CW's Gotham Night series. You know Misha Collins?
1: I mean, I know Misha Collins from Supernatural. Yeah, he was Castiel for almost freaking 150 episodes. Um, I, I just another jim gordon i feel like i've been oh no oh he's case is harvey dent harvey excuse dent. me harvey dent huh i thought it was jim... okay harvey dent I, you know what i could see that way more than jim gordon thank god it's not jim gordon i'm like damn i just watched gotham like i don't want to see another one
0: speaking of the, of gordon um batman the batman this isn't a spoiler i just remembered that i wanted to say this there's a part of the movie this isn't a spoiler at all there's a part of the movie where they're looking at the bat signal and then and he says something along the lines of, "I'm paraphrasing." But he says, "And someday we'll figure out where that damn bat signal's coming from." And I'm just like, "It's a light. It's on the roof. Like just follow the light. <laughs> Look up. Like get a helicopter at night and follow the light. Is I promise you, it is that easy. Like you, you'll oh, find oh, the God, source of the light." And I just was like, "That's that made me laugh again." I'm like, "It. it it's literally a light. Like just go find <laughs>
1: it." Oh, that no, that's good. That's actually funny you said that. That's good. All
0: right. Uh, yeah, anyway, Misha Collins. I knew, I knew he was from Supernatural. I Like I said, I didn't make it past season one. Not because I didn't like it, just because I think we had a baby. So, yeah. uh, But I, I knew mean, you Har- would know him from that.
1: Yeah. Harvey Dent would be interesting to see how long they keep it as Harvey Dent if and when they do transition it to Two-Face. That, I would just want to see how he – I want to see the switch. I want to see when he goes from Harvey Dent to actually Two-Face.
0: Season four.
1: <laughs> now, let me take it over in gaming. You said in the beginning we got a couple of reviews, we got your impression, but let's start with the one I know you you wanted to play, I guess you didn't get the chance to play it, Kirby and the Forgotten Land.
0: Oh, it's because it's out now, as in the 25th.
1: So. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: I, it is, I checked my Amazon earlier, it is shipped, it will be delivered day of release, so I will spend my Friday night playing Kirby. I've been looking forward to this game since I, I don't know if I told you this, I have officially just stopped playing Legends, don't know if I told you that. Oh no, well, 100 and what? and forty one hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I said I was going to do one fifty. I stopped at one forty-one. I'm. I kind of got over it. Something hit me where I was like, "Stop! Just stop!" And I did. I just put it down. It's back in its case. I took it out of the case of the switch and put it in its case. So at one hundred and forty-one hours, I'm. I'm good. So I'm. I'm. I'm going to take a break from Pokemon until Gen Nine hits later this year. So anyway. I've been looking forward to Kirby because I'm looking for something to play and the demo was just spectacular. So um, here is the review from IGN. I will give my impressions next week. Kirby and the Forgotten Land successfully wraps the series already fun mix of ability-based combat, platforming and secret hunting into the third dimension. This post-apocalyptic setting may not be as thematically interesting as Planet Popstar, but it is still lovely and vibrant and cleverly designed. Uh, I'm sorry, and it has cleverly designed levels that make consistently smart use of Kirby's abilities. Despite the change in perspective, Forgotten Land maintains most of what I love about the classic Kirby games. And if the future means more 3D adventures for our hungry pink hero, I'd be more than happy to swallow them up. So, like a solid eight. That is a solid eight. It's got like an 86 on Metacritic. Jeez, oh man. Like, come on now. That's and and crazy. You, you pre-ordered this, right? Oh yeah, it's it's okay. it's shipped already. It's, I'm getting it tomorrow from Amazon. So. Okay,
1: good. Definitely, but definitely. We'll get your impressions next week then. That's right. All right. And the last review we have is
0: Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Looking forward to this one. Not gonna buy it until I don't know 1999, fifteen bucks somewhere like that. Probably Black Friday. They are really fast to discount Borderlands games. So definitely ex- excited to play this eventually. So much shit though coming up. I'm just tiny team of the Wonderland's on the back burner for me right now but it is a fantastic fantasy take on the borderlands tried and true loot uh looter shooter formula as spinoffs go it sticks dangerously close to its past successes which at times is a bit unoriginal and some new stuff uh procedurally generated combat encounters don't pan out terribly well luckily though the writing is excellent the performances are hilarious. The cast is all star, and the ridiculous combat continues to shine brightly to make this tabletop-inspired explosion fest absolutely worth your time.
1: I still want to say eight. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Two for two. were this just, week. Give, just giving out eights today. Okay. Two for two this week. It's usually it's like uh, what do they do? You seven. Give out seven. So usually a seven. A little different this
1: week. they they, they, they had a good week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, fine. I I'm interested and want to play both of these games. Kirby much more. I'm so excited. I wouldn't be shocked if I have that beaten by the time we roll next week. I heard it's about 7 to 8 hours.
1: Yeah, I that's that's a one-day beat for you. No. I got two kids, bro. That's like a five-day beat. let <laughs> we'll find out. I didn't I, sleep.
0: I bet you though. I bet you I am at least on the final level or land by uh by the time we roll next week.
1: All right, I'll hold you to that. Now, let's get in your impressions of the Wave 1 Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC.
0: Yeah, eight tracks, seven of them from older games. I don't know where the eighth one is. I feel like it's original. I can't remember, but it's, like, easily the best track. So, like, I yeah. hope it's original. There's no, like, with the remastered tracks, it tells you the game it's from. Tour, 3DS, Wii, whatever. In the corner and this one doesn't have any of that and i don't recall it from any past marker games so i it's uh, it's inspired by tokyo you're going up and down uh in like huts in japan and like across rooftops and it's, it's just a wacky wild ride but the one thing i'll say about this dlc is that it's definitely dlc like this yeah. is not as polished as the final product the graphics are not up to snuff with the original product they are definitely um, definitely remade courses. Now, there are places where they look substantially better than their counterparts in detail. There are things that they changed for the positive. There are things that they changed for the not-so-positive. However, I will say that the one thing that disappoints me is that they didn't take advantage at all in any track of, like, Mario Kart 8's whole gimmick was anti-gravity, and I was looking forward to them doing a little bit of that. They didn't do any. The positive that I have is that they chose a bunch of tracks that you don't just do the same lap three times. The course substantially changes each lap for a ton of these courses. I want to say at least like half of them have different things that happen over each lap, so I really like that. My whole issue is they're very small, short courses. Like you could tell this. Is, these are Game Boy Advanced or Wii or, you know, 3DS tracks, which are smaller games on smaller carts brought over to the Switch, which can, which can have giant tracks if they want to. These were just really short, like less than a, like 45 second laps or so. Like I, I, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more bang for my buck here. It's totally worth it. It's more Mario Kart 8. It's new tracks for the first time in five years. So I think that's pretty cool too, that it gives the the, the game some extra life. I love that. I have already beaten it on 50cc, 100cc, 150cc, Mirror, mm-hmm. and 200cc. So I have gotten the gold medal. What I have to do now is go get the three-star gold medal for all three of them because that's finishing first in every race. And I haven't done that yet. I've only done that at 100cc and 50cc. So uh I enjoy them but I'm you know and I also didn't pay for them so I gotta like I, I have the Nso expansion pack so they come for free there so especially if you have that pack boy how do you so it's
1: it's a, yeah that it's a win-win there for you at least yeah
0: for 25 bucks you're gonna get 48 courses these are the first eight I would say since we don't know the other tracks it's probably worth it like 25 bucks isn't too much it's you know a third of the cost of a game nowadays. So for forty-eight tracks, it's worth it. Just don't going into don't go into these tracks thinking that they're like the main games tracks. They are shorter, they are smaller in scale, uh, they're still fun. But I'm glad that these aren't in the main game and that these were DLC. But it, again, you said twenty-five bucks? Yeah, for forty-eight tracks,
1: it's fifty-two cents a track. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, come on let's be real get the damn dlc a new witcher game is in early development and
0: it is not uh the witcher 4 it is not the Did same they come witcher. out and say that yes this is going to be a new school of Witcher. so hang on to your asses they're rebooting the witcher basically and oh wow so, so uh you know if you've been waiting as long as me to play the witcher 3 well, now you can, because right now they're not making a Witcher 4. Go ahead and play it. You got nothing else to lose.
1: I mean, it's kind of like the smart move. It's kind of what, like, God of War did, right? Um, kind of after 3-4, you kind of reinvented a little bit.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it didn't need it like God of War did. No offense. God of War needed it. It was a fluttering franchise. Go watch Raising Kratos. They tell you that. Like, this was our chance. The Witcher 3 is about to come out for its fourth version on PS5. It's about to get a PS5 version. This is one of the most popular games and best games of all time. So it doesn't necessarily need it. But yeah. what it what I think it needed was because the show went a different route than the games. It went off the books. That, and it saw so much success. I think they realized, holy shit, Like we can tell a new Witcher story and people will still love it. Let's try it out with the game. Because if it fails, guess what? They'll just go back and do Witcher 4.
1: and make and make make millions of dollars
0: boatloads of cash so why not try this like the show did because the show saw success i think it's a pretty good play from cd project
1: Ilphonic has announced ghostbusters spirits unleashed coming to pc and console in quarter four
0: if you're a fan of friday the 13th or uh predator hunting ground that 1v4 pvp combat thing this game will be for you i would imagine you're gonna be a ghost or a ghost buster um Mm. and you're gonna just try to catch the ghost and that's just the thing that'll happen and people will laugh and i'm sure people will stop playing it and we'll move on just like us we're gonna move on
1: (laughs) playstation has acquired haven studio's before they even made a game yeah that's like the
0: crazy part jane something or jade something i can't remember her name she founded the studio to make a triple a ps5 game they are clearly and obviously happy with the progress of it because now they're a playstation first party studio and i think this is how playstation is going to try to win the i don't know what to call it the acquisition wars but like maintain their top spot They don't have to go out to make a giant splash, because even after AB, PlayStation still projects to make the most revenue of all the three companies because of their first-party titles, because of the strong teams that they have. If you look at Xbox's teams, The Coalition, that's fine. 343, that's fine. Those are like the big in-house studios. Um, I know I'm missing more, but like then you go to PlayStation, it's like Santa Monica and... Um, Naughty Dog, and Insomniac, and blah, blah, blah. None of those were like Activision Blizzard ex- um, ac- uh, a- acquisitions. I'm so sorry. I cannot talk tonight. Mm-hmm. They keep, They just continue to pound, 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 pound with smaller but high-quality studios. So that's what I think this is. It doesn't have the level of cachet as a $70 billion acquisition, but they're just strengthening their first-party lineup that much more To keep themselves on top. It's a smart play. Don't waste the money. Keep making great games.
1: Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Officially delayed until spring 2023.
0: One more time for the record books. Called this the second that game was announced two years ago.
1: Yep, And I'm still at a hard pass. And the last story we have in gaming. The NFL announced they will be making an annual VR football game. For Quest and PlayStation VR. Yeah, Quest is the Meta or the Facebook
0: Oculus type deal. So that's the VR headset plus VR PSVR. PSVR that's a big get for PSVR. It's they said this is not going to be an arcade game. This will be a full sim Madden style game. So like we're getting an NFL sim football game every year in VR. I think that's really cool the first time. Um and I'd love to be the quarterback in these situations. I can also see how this is going to fail mightily as an annual franchise. As most annual franchises do, they stop innovating and they start just running off the same thing. Like I've really, really soured on buying the show. I'm just going to like on switch. I have zero interest in doing that now. I'll just play it on game pass. Yeah. Um. Same with this Madden VR thing. If I get, a PSVR two. I will get whatever football game is available at that time, but that is the only time I will buy it. This is not an annual thing that I have any interest. In, but it is cool to know. Like, can I beat the quarterback? And if like, if I take yeah. the controller and like, if I throw it through my fucking TV by accident because it ain't a football, are you going to pay for that? That's where I'm at. <laughs> NFL. It's a cool theory. I just, I'd want to see the execution. I don't, I don't have a feeling that it would, it would be very good. But we'll see. We'll see. i've been wrong before sam take us home tonight with your weekly wada
1: weekly wada this week is a game i just got back i think a week ago i recently had this as a pick a week on another system but this is the adventures of batman and robin this is for the sega mega cd this was assembled in the uk this is the european pal version of ba- uh, the adventures of batman and robin uh, i believe i believe this was from France. I think I bought this from a guy in France. This is a CIB complete in box. This is a 7.5. The box is a 7.5 grade. The manual has a 7.5 grade. The Cart CD has an 8.0, and the overall grade is a 7.5. This was based on the 1992 uh, Batman the Animated Series. This is the port of the 1994 SNES game developed by Clockwork Tortoise. And I just, I made it like my own little personal goal to get um, every game from Batman, that animated series, from everything, every system. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to find this sealed. I Any European of these are almost impossible. I have one coming up probably in a few weeks that for another animated series, one that I somehow tracked down. But. As long as I have it, it presents beautifully. The covers are completely different front and back from what we have in our Sega Genesis. Um, I I just can't believe I actually found it. I I know there was one I saw. It was in the auction. I think someone bought a different one, which was kind of beat the shit. And I think it sold for like nine hundred and fifty bucks. I was kind of shocked someone paid that much for it. But you just don't see these games anymore. None. They just don't survive. So I'm happy to have this one in the collection. The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega Mega CD. <clears throat> oh, again, for the episode, it's known as the Lost Episode, 17 minutes of the animated series. Every voice actor, Mark Hamill, Kevin Connor, everyone comes back. Just look up on YouTube, Batman Animated Series, the Lost Episode, and boom, there you go. There you go. And there
0: you go, ladies and gentlemen. Even though Pepsi has dropped a maple syrup flavor...
1: We're still going to end the podcast here. I still don't know how I <laughs> feel about that. That does like, do I, do I pour it on pancakes or what do I do with it?
0: <laughs> That's one of your hidden news stories for the week. If you continue to listen this far into the show, we thank you so much. And by the way, when I did that call out to the person who likes our photos from two accounts, he finally answered. He listened to the show that deep.
1: Ah, I love that yep yep yep
0: so hey everybody thank you so much for hanging out with us we appreciate it we'll be back next week we're looking forward to that show we'll see you then episode
1: 277 come on moon knight don't let us down